You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everybody, and welcome to Boom Tracker, your source for Auburn Tiger recruiting news and updates, part of the E2C Network. I'm your host, Dallas Ham, and I'm joined by my friend, my brother, and the other host of this show, Mr. Justin Hostler. What's going on, Justin? Hey, thank you, Dallas. Thank you, everyone, War Eagle. Um, not a lot, not a lot going on on this Thursday. It's almost like a quiet before the storm. I heard there's a big storm headed down to Florida this weekend. Oh, boy. That's what I hear, too, and I hope it is. I hope that we uh, go down there and do some mighty fine work on the Florida Gators this weekend. Yeah, and I think we'll I think we're going to and I think we'll pick up on that a little bit later in this episode. Um we've got some huge news that we're going to be talking about today. Um Sharif Cooper watch is officially over. Dallas, how have you been sleeping at night? I just want everybody to know that the night that he committed, it was my night to stay awake. I was kind of dreading it because, you know, we've been doing this for a while now, and I just, I was tired of losing sleep, and I know you were too. Um, Every time it came around to it being my night staying up, I was just like, man, if he could just commit. And, you know, he comes to campus, and by George commits on the night that I was supposed to stay up. So I slept mighty fine last Friday night, buddy. Uh, I believe it. It's it's been a rough uh, couple months with our sleep schedule, making sure that we're uh, keeping up on that pretty much around the clock. Um, and yeah, like you said, it was uh, last Friday night. I was I was just waking up. I had uh, the night shift the night before. It seems like almost every time we record, you're on the uh, you have night shift on that on that night. But um, it was a uh, late Friday night, and he decided to go ahead and make it official. And he is joining Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers for the 2020 class. I'm excited, Dallas. I am excited. I was jumping around. My girlfriend was, I think she was terrified. She didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but um, it was, it was awesome. We've officially have the highest rated recruit that we have ever had since they've been tracking um, recruiting rankings since I believe the early 2000s. Um, he surpassed our guy Mustafa Heron, who is the current currently at St. John's, the slasher. Um, he transferred after the 2017-2018 season. Um, it was awesome, though. There was a bunch of guys in the locker room hanging around, and I mean, even there's even some guys who their career at Auburn is going to be over before Sharif ever plays a game for Auburn. But you could see how excited they were, and it just—I mean—it just goes to show how you know, how great of a, a player Sharif is. And it says a lot about where our program is headed. So I, I'm excited, man. I, I cannot wait. You know, we were out to eat uh, Friday night and that's when I saw the news online. And I was like, I was almost wanting to like jump up and shout in the restaurant and Riley was with me. And I know Riley doesn't know who Sharif Cooper is, but I was like, guys, guys, Sharif Cooper committed, like Sharif watches over and, they're they're kind of like, huh? You know? And I'm like, this is a big deal. Like, this is a big deal for Auburn basketball. And uh, you know, I think that moving forward, this is only going to be 
you know, huge for Auburn basketball because, like you say, some of these guys, they're not even going to get to play with him, but they're super pumped as well. Um, he is the biggest prospect that we've ever had, and, and you know, we, we hope that he sticks with his commitment. You know, there's always that possibility of him, you know, undoing that commitment at some point, you know, how that goes. But I really do feel strongly about Sharif in terms of his commitment. I feel like he will stay loyal and committed to to Bruce Pearl and, and our program. And, um, you know, he he's just got all the tangibles to me to be a superstar at Auburn and, and even in his pro career one day. You know, he's a consensus five-star. He's uh, the number 18 overall player in the country, according to 24-7 sports, the number two point guard and the number two player in the state of Georgia. And ESPN has him ranked at 17th overall in the ESPN 100. Um, you know, just got limited height, Justin, but he's got tremendous quickness. His body control is fantastic. He's very strong with the basketball. Um, uses both hands, uh, ambidextrous player and uh, really accurate one-handed passer as well. And, you know, some some players like that, man, they just – I don't know, the impact that his recruitment and his commitment makes – on some of the other guys in this class that are trying to decide where to go. Um, let's talk a little bit about that impact that his commitment makes on not only Auburn University, but also on some of these other top 100 players that we're trying to go after. I mean, let's let's talk about that, guys like Jalen Green, Jamin Brakefield, Greg Brown, uh, Cliff Omarui. And what do you see in terms of that? going forward in terms of Bruce Pearl and his staff trying to bring some of these guys in? Well, yeah, we talked about it on the last episode. Um, I, I, it's kind of like uh, it's it's uh, the BC episode before Cooper episodes. Um, and now we're in the, the AC episodes after Cooper is committed. So um, we talked about it last episode, but I think that he's, you know, um, it's going to be like a domino effect. And, and right after – after he committed on Friday night, he was, you know, immediately turned into Bruce Pearl's right-hand man as far as recruiting goes. And he was, uh, you know, calling for arms and, and calling for everyone else saying, hey, uh, Cliff, Jalen, Jamin, Greg, I want all of you coming here playing with me. And he's a guy, like you said, he's ambidextrous. He's he's a, he's great with, with either hand. But when you see, when you watch his tape, when his highlight tape and you just watch him in games, like, it's it's crazy the guy at his age it just knows is able to um is able to see stuff before it happens and he knows exactly where he wants to go two or three moves ahead and so i think that some of these other, these other guys that we've talked about a lot about Jalen Jamin Cliff can you say his last name one more time i i love hearing you say it and i know everyone else does cliff's last name omarui yeah and greg brown like those guys all know how how unselfish Sharif is and, and how how Sharif can make other players better. Um, you know, when you talk about a, a quarterback of an offense or a good point guard, someone who's able to get everyone else involved, those other guys know that Sharif is that guy. And so, I, like I said, I think it's going to be kind of like a domino effect. And especially, like, if you uh, follow any of these guys on on Twitter, first of all, do do everything you can to refrain from tweeting at recruits, but um, definitely follow them and keep up with them because they're because they're funny guys. Like they're good kids, and um, 
you know, just as soon as he committed, he was like, Hey, like, I want you guys to come play with me. And he was like on it right from the get go. And he's like, guys, come play with me at Auburn. It's going to be special. I just love seeing it. It's, it's just, it's awesome, man. Out of these four that we mentioned just now, who do you think has the highest shot of saying, Hey, I'm coming, I'm, I'm going to play with, I'm going to play for Bruce Pearl. I'm going to play with Sharif Cooper. Who do you who well, do you see as that guy? I'm going to go with um, Ben and with Ben's logic here, Ben King of the E2C Network, and I'm going to just try to speak this positivity. I'm going to just try to speak it into existence, and I think that maybe the guy who was with Sharif on Friday and this past weekend visiting Auburn. I think Jalen, Jalen Green, the number three overall player in the 2020 class, um, he had, yeah, he did. He had some great things to say about Auburn and his visit. Um, I think that what I took the most from what he said, he mentioned multiple times that a family feel and a family vibe is what he's looking for in his college experience. Let's backtrack a little bit. There was some rumor over the summer that Jalen was going to test the waters of playing overseas um, in Italy, Australia, maybe a couple different places. And his father, I think it was early August, came out and said there was never, um, you know, that was never in the books for Jalen. Jalen's going to be playing college basketball. Um, so uh, and a family vibe is what he's looking for and what he wants. And he mentioned several times this past weekend that, you know, after talking with coach Bowman and, and our, our great athletic director, Alan green, I love Alan green. Um, I got to meet him in Dallas after the game, after the Oregon game, he's just awesome, man. But Jalen got to meet him and, and he said that, you know, multiple times that he had a, a great feel and, and it's just a, a family vibe and, and everyone, I think listening to this show, Dallas, you know, it, that, Auburn is a family and, and it's and anytime you're there, you feel like your family. And, and so um, I, I want to say that I think, I think we have a really good shot at landing Jalen. I think so too. He would be my guy as well. Um, I think that was kind of what would be the biggest boom, I think in terms of, you know, the, the impact of this commitment from Sharif, um, you summed it up perfectly um, with just the fact that they were together for this visit. You know, Jalen got to see firsthand what the commitment looked like. Um, he got to see firsthand what family looked like because when Sharif committed, you saw in the video that was posted to social media, you know, the the team and the coaches, they they had a field day. I mean, they, they just oh. loved on each other, hugging, just smiling, laughing. I mean, just – hollering hooping and hollering and i mean that's what it's about it was a similar vibe to like whooping kentucky in the elite eight you know it was just it was a huge moment in auburn basketball and you know it and if you know speaking of booms if we mentioned that that uh, sharif is currently the highest rated player that auburn has has ever um had committed to them now that could all change with Jalen because Jalen is the number three prospect in the country. Uh, the number two, uh, yeah, number three prospect in the country. And, and if he were to sign, if, if that were to happen, Jalen would take over that hosp- that, that new top spot. And I mean, just imagine that having the two top rated players that we've ever had in one class 
you yeah. know and i don't i don't even think that that would if, if that happens that's not going to be the end of it there's going to be even more so um you know with with sharif's uh commitment that bumps us from i want to say we were like outside of the top 50 in the team rankings and with sharif committing that brings us all the way down to 20 um and if a guy like Jalen, that puts us that puts us right up there with with the Dukes and the Kentuckys, um, you know, some of those top schools. And it's just it's I said it probably five or six times since we've been recording that it's just a great time around Auburn basketball. It is. And it honestly, it's game uh, or it's program changing stuff. Um, these guys making their commitment to Auburn, it changes the face of the program uh bruce pearl has done just a phenomenal job of doing that himself alongside his staff and some of these guys that have already committed to play for auburn and have and have given their time to do so as we've seen with the final four run this past season um i'm excited about it justin i know you're excited about it and uh just so glad that Sharif watch 2019 is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our watch has ended, and it ended on a good note as far as the Sharif watch goes. Um, so let's shift gears now that we've uh, ended our escapade for Sharif. Uh, I want to mention this before we start. I was able to go on no huddle this week um, to help Did you get out. get in a little with... trouble? Yeah, just a little. Um I will say, I want to say this, though. I got the warmest welcome from Ben King on that show that I think we could have got, and it was directed toward both of us for our show. Those guys love our show, Justin. And, you know, I told them how much we love No Huddle because we're kind of like brother podcasts. We kind of roll off each other with the whole football thing. So um, they just ranted and raved about Boom Tracker, and I told them, like, listen, No Huddle, y'all are some sharp dudes. Like, we love No Huddle. So – I'm going to give them a plug really quick and just, again, tell them how much you and I really enjoy their work. Absolutely, man. Ben and AJ do a great job over there. I, every every time an episode comes out, I listen right in, and uh, they do a great job over there. I love the orange and blue shades that they wear when they talk. I, I love it. They do a great job over there. They really do, and so we're proud to have them as friends. We're proud to have them as uh, brother podcasts, as, as Ben put it on the show this this week uh so let's talk about football um we've moved into that uh i want to talk a little bit about something today that i think gets overlooked half the time but i think it is kind of a topic that has been kind of fired up within the past recent few weeks um and i'd like to talk with you about it today um i want to have a little bit of a discussion about tight ends at auburn and, and their effect on the offense at auburn um we have currently, I, I would say, three solid options at tight end right now, um, and that's that doesn't even include the H back JJ Wilson, who I think is another sharp guy who we can really utilize. Um, John Samuel Shanker is is the number one tight end in our system, and then behind him we've got Luke Deal and uh, the younger brother of Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm, uh, Tyler Fromm is is basically a tight end slash wide receiver hybrid um what do you think in terms of our offense and the tight end Let, let's have a discussion briefly on the usage of the tight end at Auburn uh over the past few years and this year specifically 
Well, yeah, I think that the tight end position is what differentiates Gus's spread offense, spread no huddle offense from from other spread offenses, is that we're able to utilize the H back and utilize the tight end. And it's it's such a game changer when you have a guy who's able to do a little bit of both, who's able to pass pro and who's able to get out there and run some routes. And, and, and it's usually a guy who's got pretty good hands, too. And and we all know that a young quarterback, whether it be a freshman in college football or a rookie in the NFL, their best friend is a good tight end. So it's all, it's it's great when you're able to utilize those guys. And it's just it makes it so much more impactful and um what's the word uh it's it makes such a big impact when you're able to do both of those and you're able to you know like i said pass pro and run some routes i think what i'm really looking forward to is is seeing some some wheel routes um for to to break it down for anyone a wheel route is when you run it out and then you curl it up the sideline vertically it's i mean we've seen it in auburn in over the since gus has been there we've seen it utilized we've seen um uh joiner joiner has ran so i think joiner at some point this year through the first four games like that was the only thing that he has done yeah he had a big route. play against the ducks in that first game they ran that yep. route to harold joiner and that was a really beautiful play yeah and i think that's something that gus um implements very effectively and and we've had some good tight ends under gus and, and with gene chizik when he was there and, and gus was running offense you know, with with Philip Lessenkirchen, who Philip Lessenkirchen probably probably my top two or three Auburn p- favorite players that that I've ever got to watch, and just a, just a great guy. Um, we all miss him. He was he was a great person. Um, C.J. Uzama, another guy who was able to take the wheel route into the end zone and had a ton of success under Gus with his offense, and and so I think that you know a couple of these guys, Shanker and and Luke Deal coming back from an injury. We're going to see a little bit more of them. And, and man, Angry Gus, has, has he's been so dynamic with his play calling. I, I would not be surprised at all to see a lot more of the tight ends going forward. Yeah, I hope we do, and because that, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Um, you know, I think they've been underutilized over the past several years. I think ever since Lutz and Kirk and um, – left Auburn uh, and and I 100% back what you said we miss Philip um we loved him very much he was a instrumental part of our program at Auburn and we do miss him um it just seems like the tight end position has gone downhill a little bit but but the fact remains of what you said that if we are able to use them and if we do use them they're a very big impact on our offense and and what we're able to do I mean you think about how well a tight end that can catch the ball think about how well they're able to stretch the field across the middle vertically um they can open up a lot of different options for the offense and i'm i'm very glad we're seeing more of that this season because they've basically been non-existent over the past several years in in auburn's offense um and shanker talking about philip to me shanker is Philip Lutz and Kirkin 2.0. He literally, to me, has the same skill set, same body type in a way. I mean, they they're really similar in what they're able to do. It's just you got to get him the football. And so it was nice against Texas AM to see, you know, the Gatewood pass to Shanker for the touchdown. I mean, 
these are guys that you can put in there and stretch the field across the middle, which is really what a tight end is designed to do in some cases. And um, I, we saw Luke Deal Saturday night against Ole Miss on the Whitlow touchdown run. I mean, in there to basically block him and him and uh, I think it might have been JJ. I'm not sure who the other H back was, but it, it was nice to see that him get some playing time because he's a freshman, as you know. And but but I say all that to say this. You know, how does it re- affect recruiting the tight end? Because honestly, a lot of people were scratching their heads coming into this last recruiting year because of the commitments from Luke Deal and Tyler Fromm. And they're sitting there wondering, well, why would you commit to a school that barely uses the tight end? Because we saw Jalen Harris transfer out this past season to go to Colorado. And I don't know if that was because of playing time or because of usage or what. Um, I would think that a tight end would understand that, you know, a majority of their position is to block and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I say that although to go back to the point of how does it affect recruiting, and it seems like it really hasn't affected the recruiting that much um, because there is a guy that I'd like to bring up now who is very interested in Auburn. His name is Jeremiah Peegs. Um, he's a six foot three, 260-pound four-star tight end athlete from Oxford, Mississippi, um, class of 2020. Um, he goes to Oxford High School, and Larry Porter is his lead recruiter. Um, as you would expect, uh, Ole Miss is another leader for him out there. Uh, but he has gone on record himself to say that Auburn leads, and by a fairly good margin. I guess the question is, can they finish things off? Um, and, and if they can, when might he announce that decision? Um, people think that Ole Miss is a big leader, but in his own words, again, I say that Auburn is the leader and by a fairly good margin. You've watched a little bit of this guy, as have I. What do you think about Jeremiah Peaks and what he can bring to the table for Auburn at the tight end spot? Yeah, the first thing about Jeremiah and we talked about this on episode one, Dallas, but we, we're name people. We love a good name. And Jeremiah, man, we're losing Jeremiah Denson after this season. He'll be graduating, and I'm sure he'll be playing in the NFL. He's had a, an outstanding start to his senior year. Um, so we're going to have another Jeremiah in the works on the offensive side of the ball. But the thing that stands out to me the most about Jeremiah, well, first of all, when you watch his tape, you're going you're gonna to see a good heavy dosage of him running the wildcat. So don't be surprised if um, in the next couple of years, we see a little bit of little Jeremiah cat out there. Maybe we call it the bullfrog cat. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think of something clever for it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what we, what, <laughs> what we call it. But um, you see a good, a good amount of, of him running the ball from the wildcat formation, which, which tells me one thing. And that's that his coach trusts him with the ball. He's got yeah. good hands. Um, and he's he's able to make some decisions. I don't see him throwing the ball, but um, they put him in that direct snap formation, and they let him just do his thing. He is a bully out there. He pushes people around. He runs right through people. He's very aggressive. Um, he doesn't lack any any type of physicality that you would want in a tight end. So um, other than that, though, he's got great hands. He's, he's making plays all over the field. Um, you see him line up tight in past pro formations and then you see him spread it out and 
run routes. He's got great hands, like I said, and um, he's a guy, like you said, he's he's committed to Auburn. I, I think he's I think he's just about um, you know 100 on Auburn, and I'm not sure why some of these. I know he's an Oxford guy, so I know Ole Miss is still in the mix, but um, just recently he's even said that Auburn is the leader, and and it's it's far far between Auburn and the next next uh, option for him. So um, I, I'm pretty solid on him. I think that that he's uh, definitely a guy that will be in the fold in the next couple of years. He's, he's an outstanding athlete. He's got, he's not the fastest guy and that's okay. You don't need him to be, he runs great routes. He gets in and out of a route. Um, he got good hands and he, he knows when to get physical and he knows when to put a move on someone. I think he's a really sharp athlete. Um, I think he can provide some really profitable depth for Auburn and, I just, you know, you say that about that he, you think as well that he is very high on Auburn because I mean, you you take him by his word. He says that, and and I'll just be honest. I don't. I'm not here to throw shade, but Justin, to me, an Ole Miss can't they can't compete with Auburn. I mean, not in terms of something like this. I mean, you know, I, I get it. They they were very successful under Hugh Freeze and uh, and all that good stuff. But to me, something like this, Auburn, Auburn in my opinion, has more to offer him. Um, and, you know, he's made a couple of trips to Auburn uh, with his family. Uh, he made a surprise trip, according to 24-7 Sports, to, to Auburn with his family. Um, and that was his fourth known visit to the Plains. And I guess what I'm going to be looking for is I, I think he might come back in the month of November when some of those big games are happening with Georgia and Alabama that, you know, we may invite him back. Yeah, I could be mistaken, but I think he is um, scheduling an official for Iron Bowl weekend. And, you know, we talked about it before, but as much of that lemonade as we can get those boys to drink, the better. Yep. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Get them some tumors lemonade and uh, treat them to a good weekend in Auburn, Alabama. Let's move on to another position along the offense that you and I talk a lot about uh, privately. And, and, you know, we it's a big need for the Auburn offense is that we need to bolster the offensive line and make it stronger than it already is now. We have currently five seniors on the offensive line that are starters. And you know as good as well as I do, when you got five seniors up there, you're going to have to need some plenty of backup. Um, coming in and so uh we need to continue to build a solid front for our tailbacks to run behind we need to continue to build a solid front for as you've mentioned already with the tight ends to pass pro um the first person i just want to shout out and talk about is brendan coffee he's a six foot six 270 pound offensive tackle from butte college in paradise california uh, three-star junior college guy. He's big. He's physical. He is the number two JUCO offensive tackle in the country. And I am led to believe, Justin, that Auburn has a fantastic shot at him. He has visited Auburn already. And from all accounts that I had heard from that visit, he had a fantastic time and he really enjoyed his stay in Auburn. He is a guy that I look forward to hearing from in the future, in the near future, hopefully. Um, that maybe can come in alongside a guy like uh, Killen Zaire that you've already mentioned in a show already. 
two JUCO guys that could come in and really help us out. Yeah, and and that'd be awesome if we were able to get. You had mentioned that Brendan Coffee is the number two JUCO offensive tackle. That'd be so cool if we were able to get the number one and the number two. It's like you know we've got a bunch of seniors on the O line right now, so that'd be awesome if we could get some guys with some experience out above high school right away who are able to contribute. Um, and I, I think this is is really cool because we're starting to see you know both of these guys out of California, so we're starting to see our boy. Kenny Dillingham with some of those West Coast ties starting to pay some dividends. Absolutely. It helps to have those ties, like you mentioned, and it's really good to see it because they'll form these relationships with these coaches, especially with Dillingham being such a young guy. Um, that's incredible for us. I mean, it really helps us in terms of his age because he can relate a little better to some of these guys as well. Um We've already got a commitment from Javian Cohen. He is a six foot five, two hundred and seventy five pound four star tackle out of Central Phoenix City High School in Phoenix City, Alabama, just forty five minutes up the road from Auburn. Um, number fifteen overall player in Alabama. I love this guy. I really love this guy. He is sharp. He is strong. Um, he committed a few months back, and he is very solid um, to Auburn. I do not worry about him one bit uh what do you think about Javion and the and the depth he will bring to Auburn well I think just that I think that he'll bring depth and I think that I think that you know if needed he's a guy who can play multiple positions on the offensive line and he's a guy that can move really well he's a really good athlete and I know coach JB Grimes loves that out of his big guys his his, his road graders out there um and I think that he will provide that depth and I think that he could make an impact right away but um you know, regardless of, of when, of how long he sits in the ranks, I think that he's a guy that's going to contribute on the offensive line. He's, you know, when you see Gus and with Gus's play calling, we like to get those guys, um, we, got, we like to get those guys pulling and get those guys outside. And, and he's shown that he can do that really well. Yeah. And he could start at multiple positions before it's all said and done in his time at Auburn. And that, when he he's able to do that, you know, it's going to only increase his, pro football value at some point. So just looking forward to getting him at Auburn um, after he graduates from school at uh, Central Phoenix City. Um, Really excited about him. Um, Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Um, Let's talk about the defensive line. Auburn has, in my opinion, this year, probably the best defense in the SEC. Um, And I think that they've got the best defensive line in the country. Uh, in my opinion, I know that sounds biased, but I really do believe that. Um, that is actually, though, going to be a high area of need this coming season after this year's over um, in 2020. We're going to need to replace some fantastic talent up front on the defensive line with uh, Derek Brown. He will go pro. I am also certain that uh, Nick Coe will go pro as well as Marlon Davidson. Um, I, I just – I know we're going to need some quality depth there. And to be honest, Justin, that's one of the biggest things that I've hung my hat on with Kevin Steele over his tenure at Auburn is the depth has been fantastic. Um, But I don't know that it has ever been as crucial as it is right now to continue that depth because of what we're losing. Um, Some of the guys like Daquan Newkirk that are already playing snaps, um, Tyrone Truesdale, some of those guys are, are doing a great job providing depth right now. 
Um, but we've got guys that we're looking at as of right now, as of guys who we would like to come and, and to see at Auburn next year. Guys like Amari Thomas, six foot five, two hundred and ninety-nine pounds, defensive tackle from Briarcrest Christian in Memphis. He's a four-star guy. He's got twenty-six offers. And the schools that he is warm on right now is Alabama, Arkansas, our Auburn Tigers, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Um, 24-7 sports seems to think he's 100% to Ole Miss, and I think he set his commitment date, according to them, for January 4th of 2020. I really like this guy. I like his skill set. Um, Coach Grimes is his lead recruiter. He's very versatile. Um he plays offensive tackle as well. I don't know. I just – again, they say they think he's 100% don't miss, and he may be, but I just want the folks out there to know that he is somebody that I would like for us to keep an eye on. What do you think about Amari Thomas, Justin? Well, um, Amari Thomas at, you know, 6'5", 300 pounds. Um, like I said, he's close to Ole Miss, and so hopefully he'll be on a visit when he sees us play them. And, you know, he'll see what we've got going on. Coach Gardner is is known to be able to turn out those NFL prospects. So, um, you know, he's, he sounds pretty solid to Ole Miss. But <laughs> I think that uh, I think that him seeing what we've got going on, I think that could go a long way as far as his recruitment goes. So um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't close the books on him just yet. You know, he's he's a stud. It'd be awesome. We do have a lot of guys that are leaving um, that we'll need to replace this year. So. You know, hopefully he's a guy who's able to step in on the defensive side of the ball. We've only got a couple of commits in this class right now. And um, another guy who I've been kind of eyeing on, I know we talked about him before the Texas A&M game is Donnell Harris out of Gulver Prep in Miami, Florida. Um, another guy who, you know, we talk about location and how a game in your in your state can mean so much as far as recruiting goes. So um, hopefully with that Ole Miss game and, and this weekend against Florida, I think uh, that could that could go a long way as far as, as our, our defensive line depth. Just a few guys just to keep an eye on, you know. Um, he, he could be a big one. He's certainly somebody you and I are very keen on. Uh, really quick, Auburn has a commit, Daniel Foster Allen, another guy up on the defensive line, um, six foot four, 250-pound strong side defensive end, in-state guy from St. Paul's Episcopal in Mobile, class of 2020. He's a three-star, Justin. But from all accounts that I have heard, he might be called upon to play defensive tackle when he gets to Auburn um, because he's so disruptive up front and he's a playmaker and he's a hard hitter and he just – he could be really staunch in the middle of that line. And so – I think that's something for us to kind of keep an eye on as we move forward um, with him because when we're losing guys like Derek Brown, we'll be losing Tyrone Truesdale at some point, two huge guys that can fill a gap. We got to get that depth there especially. So uh, he's a big guy, and I really I really am excited to see his versatility. Yeah, Daniel Foster Allen is a great athlete. Um, I, think, I think he's going to need to bulk up. I think that probably right now – to me, I think he's going to be more of an edge guy, but, um, you know, we're losing a lot up the middle. And so, you know, if, if he's able to bulk up a little bit and, and put a little more weight on so he's able to go, you know, one-on-one with some of those those big offensive 300-plus-pound tackles that, you know, he would be seeing down there, you know, that could go that could go a long way. 
Right. I agree with that 100%. And then there's another guy that I'd like to share with the Auburn faithful. His name is McKinley Jackson. He's a six foot two, 327 pound four star class of 2020 defensive tackle. You want to talk about a big one now? George County High School in Mississippi, number 10 defensive tackle in the country. He's number one out of the state of Mississippi. And from all accounts, the intel suggests that we are very much in this race, Justin. In fact, uh, we've been told or we've seen at least one other school that's recruiting McKinley Jackson actually sees Auburn as the favorite. Um, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M are most likely the other teams to watch here with Jackson. Um, He will probably give Auburn an official, and I believe that from what we've read on 24-7 sports that Auburn would like that to come after the season. Um, and he doesn't plan to announce his decision until signing day in February, until um, that day. So uh, how you feel about McKinley? Man, it's another guy who I think he's kind of got that, that same aggression that reminds me a lot of like Nick Fairley, a guy who's just a bully down there on the line and, um, you know, all these guys that we've been talking about, Amari, Daniel Foster Allen and McKinley, like these, these guys, these are guys that can, can, uh, just help us reload at the defensive line rather than, you know, take a step back. Cause you know, as Auburn fans, like we've over the last several years, like we've grown accustomed to having a dominant defensive line. And so, um, I think that we, w- we would sleep a little easier, easier at night if we were able to land a guy like McKinley. I agree 100%. That's good stuff. Um, Been another fun episode, just kind of trying to fill everybody in on some of the guys that we've been looking at and discussing uh, privately and stuff like that, who we really are excited about maybe coming to to campus to see Auburn and and try to have a good time and so we could try to pull them in. Um, You got any closing thoughts this week, Justin, for us? Yeah, I think that uh, this weekend's matchup, like we said, it's anytime you play in Texas, Florida, California, any of those big states for recruiting, it it can go a long way as far as that goes. So I'm interested to see how this plays out, um, see if we're able to sway a couple guys in that regard. But as far as the game goes this weekend, I think our Tigers are able to go into the swamp and, uh, you know, knock them silly a little bit. I think so too. Um, And talking about recruiting-wise, you know, Auburn – has quite a few players on their team from the state of Florida. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they come out ready to punch Florida in the mouth because, you know, like guys like Shivers, Sean Shivers is a Florida guy. And so um, it would really, you know, do my heart good to see him have a break a big one off Saturday. Um, I really think that – I think that Auburn could come out into Gainesville – and punch them in the mouth like they did Mississippi State. You know, me and Ben talked about it on No Huddle that, you know, Florida just to us is probably the weakest team in the top ten. Uh, and and I said it and I'll say it again. I just feel like they're a little bit mediocre this year. Um, and after losing Felipe Franks, it's going to really hurt them, I think. Um, so, you got a, you got a score prediction for us for Saturday? I don't know, man. I'm not a, I'm not a big score prediction guy, but I do think that we come out early – um, since you put me on the spot, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say that we put up about 38. I think it's gonna be like 38, 24. I'm going to go okay. 38, 24. I think we, I think we, uh, 
you know, Schwartz, another guy from Florida. Schwartz had a lot of guys on Twitter up in his mentions. From uh, Yeah, and so I, I don't know if that was a good move on their part. Uh, me being a trap guy, I'm a huge fan of Schwartz. I think Schwartz has a huge game. I think Bo has a huge game. I think Jeremiah Dinson, another guy out of, the, out of Florida, has a, has a big game again. I think he continues to just build on his resume. Um, and I think our Tigers come away and leave this game sitting at 6-0. and Nice. I like it. My, my prediction was pretty close to yours. I've got Auburn 42, Florida 20. So um, pretty close there. And so uh, that's 22 point spread there. So I think that they cover the spread and I think that is the way that they do it. Um, Justin, tell everybody where they can reach you at on social media. Yeah, guys, you can find me at WardamJustin, W-A-R-D-A-M-N-J-U-S-T on the Twitter all right, and uh, you can find me uh, at dham 4 A-U-D-H-A-M, the number 4-A-U. As always, brother, it has been a blast, and we look forward to the next time that hopefully you never know when we might give out a resounding boom. Boom. War Eagle, everyone. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?